0: It's just handed to me. The following podcast is a Sam Productions production. Welcome to the Autism Warriors Podcast, Episode 20 Music Therapy and Autism. Our website is autismwarriors.com. Our email is feedback at sayitproductions.com. Our Twitter is sayitprods. Our Facebook is Facebook.com backslash Autism Warriors and Facebook.com backslash Say It Productions. Our voicemail is 813-915-6390. We can also be found on iTunes. Don't forget to go to iTunes to rate and review our show. We're here live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern at SayItProductions.com backslash live. We respect and uphold the rights of people to make choices concerning their family member with autism, whether it be vaccination. Therapies or medications. I'm Erica Plord. I'm mother to two children on the spectrum, Cassidy 9 and Garrett 7. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Pam.
1: I'm here. <laughs> Yay, Pam is here. For, I'm in the house. For the <laughs> moment. I, I can't, for the moment, I think I'm being paid to the bathroom. Uh, so I might have to make an assist to the bathroom in about 10 seconds, but technically, uh, I'm here. My name is Pam Maury. I'm mom to Joey, 13 years of age, and he too is on the autism spectrum.
0: Well, um, at this point in the show, we look at our voicemails, emails, and comments. And Heather Perlato, she said, thank you for laughing with me and supporting my need to buy more makeup. Last week, we read Heather's list signs of the special needs mom on the show, and her blog can be found found at thehopefulelephant.com. We also had another um, comment from John LaSure of the World Autism Community. He said, great show once again. It was nice to hear from Zoe. That was our guest last week. And Pam, you are missed and you need an internet connection next week. <laughs> Got a kick out of that. But tonight we have um, a special guest here with us. Her name is Ms. Aunt Andrea Newtalk. She's a music therapist from Living Unlimited in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Andrea. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Could you tell us, please, what led you to become a music therapist?
2: Um, I knew I wanted to get into music as a profession, um, and I actually started out um, going to school to be a music education uh, major, and didn't like the education part. And I knew I wanted to help people, so I did a little research. And I stumbled upon music therapy and thought, well, I'll give it a try. So I tra- had to transfer schools to get into the degree and and uh, ended up loving it. And here I am today. So
0: Wonderful. Um, what type of degree and training or certification is required? Certification.
2: It is a four-year college degree um, at an approved um curriculum by the american music therapy association so it is for your degree and then you have a six month internship after that um, again at an approved site by the american music therapy association and then after all said and done you have to take a board certification test um, to kind of that culminates all your knowledge and test you on everything and and, uh, once you pass that you are board certified and ready for the workforce
0: oh wow that's a lot of work so yep. what inst- what instruments do you play?
2: Well, there's two main instruments that um, you usually learn for the profession as a music therapist. You play mainly guitar just because it's more portable, uh, easy to carry. And you also learn how to play piano if you had not already learned how to play as a child. Um, along with um, my main instrument... Growing up, and what I'm classically trained in is clarinet, but that's Me a little too. hard to use in sessions because one, you have to you can't sing and play the clarinet at the same time, and and they're a little delicate instruments. But um, I also play a little bit of saxophone and some percussion.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. Now, folks may assume that music therapy is just playing music for the client. Could you please explain some of the areas such as academics, socialization, attention, communication that can be addressed with music therapy and perhaps some individual goal examples?
2: Sure. Well, let me just start off with the official definition of music therapy, because that is the number one question that we are asked. What is music therapy? So according to the American Music Therapy Association, music therapy is the clinical and evidence-based use of music intervention to accomplish individualized goals within a therapeutic relationship by a credentialed professional who has completed an improved music therapy program. So, with that in mind, um, some of the areas that we do work on, like it says, individualized goals. Once you do the assessment, You get to know your client and what their need areas are. So each individual has their own goals. It's not like one. You can't
0: lump it all into one.
2: Right, right, because each person is different. Each person has different needs. So some of those needs, like you said, academic, socialization, um, attention or cognitive skills, uh, communication, um, especially with uh, children on the spectrum a lot of them do have that socialization and communication uh, barriers that it makes it really hard for them. So the music is a great way to open them up. It's non-threatening. A lot of the children on the spectrum do love music um, for, for many, many reasons They you know, the, the content of the songs, the rhythm of the songs, the melody of the songs. So you, you find what they really like in the music and you really go with it. and and build upon what they know and what they can do to work on some of those areas that need to be worked on, like a socialization and communication.
0: Oh, wow. Now, could you play an example of a song or two for us and show us how each addresses a particular goal?
2: Uh, Sure. Um, The first one I'm going to start out with is a confidence song. Um, and this was written by another therapist and this works more on self worth and self esteem Um, basically with this song we we sing it through and then we think of things that the client is good at whether it be playing a drum or I can sing this song so you put those in the song and this is part of our song that we do Um, we we've got confidence We put our hands on our left Cause we've got confidence We put our shoulders back If we're talking, we gotta speak loud We gotta speak confidently We gotta speak clearly gotta speak up now We gotta speak confidently So in that instance, you had Uh, Somebody that might be having trouble communicating or is very soft in talking. So the song said, if we're talking, we got to speak loud. we got to do it confidently. And the way that I explain to the client, they might not know the word confidence. So I just say, it's something that we can do. I can do this. I can speak loud. I can speak up. So... And that really boosts their self-esteem to know that they can do these things when, you know, a lot of the time people are focused on what they cannot do. So, But um, our next one that I picked out um, works on emotional management, identification, self-expression. And there's many steps to this. Um, I'll start out with the song first. called Everybody Has Feelings. And this can be found... Um, it was written by Hat Palmer and he has he has a great um, repertoire of songs um, that can be used in many different need areas. He's just great. Everybody has feelings, you gotta let us show. Everybody has feelings, you gotta let us know. And then in the next part of the song, you go in and you can give an example of a trigger of a feeling, something that would cause you to feel a certain emotion. Like I might say, how would I feel if I fell down and hurt myself because got a boo-boo? So the appropriate response would be bad or mad or, or I'm crying. You know, something that would represent being crying or sad. and But then you can turn it around and then have the client, if they are verbal, to respond by asking them, well, what makes you feel sad if they're able to do that? A lot of the times, they don't know what makes them feel sad or they can't connect it for some reason. So giving examples first often helps them to maybe get the gears rolling and think of those triggers, what we call the triggers
0: of the emotion. That was great. I could definitely use that song for my son, Garrett.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now I can tell you, Erica, um, Andrea, I'm going to ask you to do the one about with the, because like, I'm happy that you did today. Why am I, I'm happy. And then Joey has to respond as to, why he's happy. And for him, the, just coming up with that why answer Mm -hmm. is so hard. But when Andrea works with him, usually a hundred percent of the time, he'll, he'll say the emotion I'm happy because, and because, and then she'll say why. And then he has to fill in the answer. Can you do that one, Andrea?
2: Sure. That is actually during our hello song. And I do it with Joey just because, Um, That is one of his need areas in in, uh, thinking of those triggers, why is he happy. Um, And a lot of the times when we go into music therapy sessions, you have a set routine. Um, Like we might do the hello song, then the calendar, and then we might have a a specific song um, that we do right after that. So this is actually during the hello song. So it goes a little like this. Hello, everybody. Hello. How do you do? Hello, everybody, hello, how do you do? How are you feeling today? And then Joey might say happy. Because. And then he might say, because I played with Patrick today. And good to see you.
1: Cool. And Kipper hears Miss Andrea. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why he's barking? He's barking. And last week, she and Joey were doing You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog. And Kipper was outside (laughs) filling in the appropriate hound dog sounds. That's funny. It was was funny. But, I mean, part of the reason I wanted to bring Andrea on was because when uh, Joey's BSC suggested, she's like, hey, one of the other kids in the class gets music therapy. Why don't you see if you can get in on this? I thought, oh, my God, he's never going to do this. He can't tolerate anyone else singing other than himself. That's he's how Garrett is. He's going to scream and yell and throw a fit. But then she said, no, you should see when Andrea's in the classroom working with the other kids, he's constantly, like, looking over his shoulder, you know, wondering what's going on. And I could not be, I could not be happier. It's something he looks forward to. Um, Like I say, he he himself likes to sing, but cannot tolerate others, whether or not that has to do with the sensory issue. I mean, Andrea's not really coming through uh, as well as she does in person as far as her voice. You know, (laughs) she's not not the type that she's going to squeak or hit rotten notes or anything. You know, she has a very good voice. So he might tolerate her better because she sings better than the average person that's just out there carrying a tune, you know, but it's something he looks forward to. Um, So I'm, I just wanted folks to know that it's not just somebody coming in with a guitar and singing to your child. It does have a function. Andrea gives me wonderful uh, goals and notes on every session that they have, how he is progressing, toward those goals and what she does to, to work on those goals. Very, very good reporting. And I, I couldn't be happier with it. So I wanted folks to know that if they're looking for something for their child to kind of bring them out of their shell or really, I was surprised to know, um, Andrea, maybe you can comment on, we didn't say too much about how it's used to uh, address academic issues
2: yeah there's there's lots of academic uh, songs out there. Um, just take example, the ABC song. It's something that we all know. Um, but it, it, the alphabet is much easier to learn when you sing it to a tune and and it kind of carries over to other academics like math and the calendar and and uh, learning how to read. um and also with the communication, you're learning those, those sounds as well. So it's all done through music. Um, but obviously we're not teaching them how to play those instruments and we're not teaching them how to read music. We're not teaching them how to play a piano. It's teaching those, you know, academic, social, communication skills. So, um, you know, if you, if you just think about it, it kind of makes sense.
1: It absolutely makes sense. And Erica, another thing she works with Joey on is, Keeping his attention, and that's not always easy. Because I, I watched today, where the uh, and Andrea can tell you the the lesson, shall we say, was about listening, and then repeating the drum beat or the beat that Andrea was was offering Joey. And many times, you know, she'd say, maybe maybe you can do a bar or two of that, Andrea. You have to listen first and then repeat. And you could tell he wasn't really paying attention because what he repeated was like, "Oh, this is what I feel like doing," you know. So, it it was used to to get him to pay attention and listen, which obviously can be carried over into other types other of areas, of situations. Yeah, yeah that
2: was that was a, a listen and do what we call listen and do activity. First, listen, then do. And a lot of the times, and, and Joey tried to do this today, he tried to play at the same time that I was trying to model the, the drum beat for him. Um, so I said, let's stop. And Joey first listen, then you play. So it, it, it's a little harder for them because they automatically want to start in and get in there and play with you. And oh man, we're jamming. But um, it takes a lot of attention to really listen and organize those drum beats and to motor plan it onto the drum. So there's, there's many different areas that, um, you know, the main focus of that activity was the attention and the listening skills. But there's also other skills that are addressed, like the motor planning, the organization with the cognitive, can he organize the beats in his head? So there's kind of the secondary um, goals that it also works on.
0: So basically that kind of falls into the category as Other than singing, what are some other examples of how you get the clients to participate in the therapy?
2: Right, right. A lot of it, like the instruments. You know, a client doesn't have to be verbal or have to sing to be to get music therapy. Um, You know, there's there's many other different ways you can get a client engaged and involved with with making music actively. Like the instruments, Um, free play is a great way, and just like a client based model, you kind of go with what the client is giving you. If they're going to play the drum and, and an erratic, unsteady beat, then you play erratic and unsteady with them just to let them know that you're there and you're listening to them. And, and you kind of make that connection with them and build that rapport with them. And that's how you build that relationship, that client-therapist relationship. And it's easier for them once you have that relationship to open up and divulge more information and really make themselves vulnerable to you with their emotions, which, um, you know, it's hard to do with somebody you just, you just meet. So it does take a little bit of time. Um, and music therapy is a long-term, well, can be a long-term, it could be a short-term as well, uh, therapy. But in the context that we do it as a company, we, we mainly do long-term therapy.
0: Oh, okay. Now, where do you perform your services? Is it in the school setting, the home setting, daycare, anywhere else?
2: Uh, we pretty much go all over the place. Um, we tailor our schedules to what works for the client. So if you know if they're not available in school, we might have to go to their home. Um, we do have treatment sites throughout the Susquehanna Valley Um our main offices in Harrisburg, and we also have sites in Mechanicsburg, um, and Lancaster, and Lebanon that we use. Some buildings um, that they can come to us um, if that works for their schedule. We also go into the schools, um, you know, with permission of the teachers, um, nursing homes, group homes, um, pediatric facilities. Uh, um, you know, there's many, many different. Um, settings that we can go into.
0: Now, um, you have a concert in the fall for your music therapy participants. Could you tell us about it?
2: Sure. That is our fourth annual benefit concert. Um, Living Unlimited has been around for 25 years and music therapy probably came in about mm, I want to say 10 years into that and Just recently, we have decided to do a benefit concert to kind of showcase what our clients are doing in their sessions, like some of their favorite songs, um, some of their favorite instruments they like to play. So it's a great way for them to build up that self-confidence and self-esteem to get on that stage in front of hundreds of people to really showcase what they're doing and share what they love and it's a great experience for the therapist, for the client and for the family. Cause what you really don't get many other opportunities to do something like that. And and it's really all about the client, um, otherwise than our benefit. We do raise money to purchase new instruments for our clients as they do get beat up throughout the year, we are constantly replacing our instruments. So, you know, it's, it's a great way. And it's, um, this year it's on October 8th and it's at two o'clock PM at Calvary United Methodist Church in Harrisburg. Um, we would love to have people come out and just kind of watch. If you're interested in seeing what music therapy is all about, we're gonna have um, a nice video to um, play and to kind of describe some things and you'll get to see music therapy in
1: action. Awesome. Now, Erica, this is uh Andrea and Joey's shtick in this. Shall we say is Joey's going to, mm-hmm. Joey and Miss Andrea are going to sing Akuna Matata from the Lion King. Oh, cool.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so cool. So we will see. We will see. I don't know who's going <laughs> to lose it first, mommy or, or, the performer. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) now, Andrea, what other services does Living Unlimited offer?
2: Well, uh, along with the music therapy, um, we also have uh, life skills and vocational rehab, um, which are mainly for the adults with um, disabilities, autism and other disabilities as well. Um, And that all includes like some job coaching. Um, life skills in the community. So our rehab specialists are actually going out in the community and helping them maybe work on money skills to pay for something to eat, go so grocery shopping, you know, just the things that they need to to learn how how to survive in in life. Um, so, and we also have a program called VCAP which is our vocational and community adjustment program, and that is a great program to. Um, kind of marry the two sides of our company, our music therapy and the vocational skills. It is a group that we use music therapy to work on job skills. So a lot of that socialization skills and, and some of that listening skills, can they can they follow orders from, from a boss at work or can, can they complete this multi-step task? Things like that. So it's, it's, it's a great program.
0: Awesome. Now, how can interested parties contact your company?
2: Uh, We have a website, which is www.living-unlimitedinc.com. We also have a toll-free number, which is 1-800-310-7776. If you're in the Harrisburg or surrounding areas, we have um, a direct phone number. Um, And if you're interested in these music therapy services, we urge you to contact us um, and talk to our music therapy manager, who is Lauren Rao, And that number is 717-526-2111.
0: Great. Well, it was nice having you on the show tonight. Thank you, Miss Andrea.
1: (laughs) Thank you.
0: And you have a nice night now. We're going to hang up with you now, okay?
2: All right. Thank you. Take care now.
0: So Pam, yeah. We didn't get to do commentary last week. Okay. Well we've so got So we have two weeks worth of commentary.
1: And a half an hour to do it in. Okay. Awesome. So who's foist, so as they say? You're
0: you're first for no last voice. week's ep- we'll do last week's episode's commentary first and then we'll do
1: this week's episode's commentary. Okay. From the June twenty first week. <laughs> uh I was I was losing my coal. So I wrote, I have decided to write a country song, Desperate for Respite, (laughs) you know, a real twanger, and donated to the nonprofit of the same name. So, uh, you know, maybe they could sell darts for people to throw at my picture or something to make money. (laughs) Um, And and at that point, I was sweating out the the days left until the 27th, which was yesterday when camp, camp started. And it started. um, But prior to that, I decided to take Joey with me uh, to visit my brother in the hospital. And this was kind of like one of those decisions like, why why am I letting this hold me back? Anybody else can take their kid to the hospital visit a relative. So we're going to give this a shot. So we went. And the first visit went well, even though Joey was making noises the whole time, playing his Game Boy, going, you know. And I kept saying, Joey, quiet voice, quiet voice. And my brother said, nobody hears him but you. Stop worrying about it. You know, <laughs> could have been because the man next to him was like stone deaf too, you know, the man in the hospital. But but it just goes to show you how we, every little thing our kids do, we are so aware of it. Yeah, we're so you know? super sensitive yes, and aware exactly. of it. It was like nobody else hears him. Stop worrying about it, you know. So we left and we went to the elevator to go downstairs and Joey likes now he didn't used to, but he does now likes riding in the elevator. Um, he did well. We got out, we went, you know, got in the car and left. Okay. So mommy, you know, thinks she's hot stuff now. So we did it again the second time, you know, I, I once isn't enough for me, you know, I, <laughs> so the second visit did not go as well because as we were leaving, a man and his wife, the gentleman was in a wheelchair and she had him in the elevator and they were exiting the elevator as we were entering. And it was the typical, you know, the doors open, you go to get in and somebody's there and you go, oh, I'm sorry, you know. And the woman responded um, in that typical, as I like to call it, the kindergarten circle time voice. You know, when all the kids are in the circle and they they do something and the teacher goes, hey, you know, that screechy. yeah. Reaching for, I don't even want to do it because he'll hear me. So her response was like, "Oh, that's no problem," you know. But it was like fifty thousand decibels above normal pitch. Oh, how are you? That was so sweet. Yes, that's it. That's the one. (laughs) And as soon as that came out, I was like, "Oh God, somebody shoot me," because I could tell he was just affected by, you know. So I shoot him in the elevator. I'm like, "Come on, come on, we gotta go downstairs. We could now get on the porch, front porch of the hospital, and he doesn't want to move." I'm not leaving. I'm not going. I'm like, come on. We got to get in the car. No, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm like, oh, God, somebody shoot me again. You know, (laughs) took me like 20 minutes to get him off the porch of the hospital through the parking lot to the car. Oh, wow. And uh, make a long story short, later, I said, Joey, why didn't you want to leave? Was it that lady that upset you? That lady saying that? And he said. No, I was sad. I was sad about Uncle Mark. Wow. So, I mean, he really doesn't know his uncle that much because my brother hasn't been around too much in our lifetimes, you know. So, mm, go figure. So, I also asked Joey to make a Father's Day card for Daddy. And he was, I gave him, you know, he goes, he gets a piece of paper, folded it in half, and he gets his pen out, and he's out here in the kitchen. And he's writing, and he's writing, and he's writing, and he's, and he's real quiet, you know. So, I'm like, hey, I ain't going to mess with him, you know. So, when he was finished, I asked to read it. Now, for our our listeners, I'm asking Erica to read this so that my son doesn't hear me saying these words. And please, I hope no one is offended. Uh, I don't condone this behavior in my child, but let's face it, you got to have a laugh. So, Erica, you go ahead and read it. Well, these are all scripts from things he's
0: heard on YouTube. No, 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 no. Steve, it's not my fault to say now here's the best part, f o c k. No, this is Patrick. You little focker. Uh, that's some good s h i t. Not exactly what you want your kid to say, but I, I'm sorry. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: You need to laugh. You know? It <laughs> is funny. I'm not that's that's, it's what, way to he, go that's what he wrote say. to his father. Hey, you know. Well, it's just it just shows you what's is a priority to him the, or, the, or his scripts. These are things, these are YouTube videos that people have doctored, okay? And yes, they have rotten language in them. But I had to roll over the, the fact that he spelled it F-O-C-K and the fact that he did spell S-H-I-T correct, though, because I don't know where he's ever seen that in print, you know. <laughs> so that was, that was my week of the 21st. Well, my week of the
0: 21st, um, Garrett got, was bullied on the bus to school on Friday, June 17th. Initially, they took the bully off the bus, bus but I received a phone call Monday the 20th explaining that there was extenuating circumstances that have led to having to allow the child back on the bus. So the special education teacher, who is Garrett's case manager, called me to say that instead Garrett would ride a different bus to protect Garrett from any further bullying. I thought that Garrett would be upset, but he he was happy about it because it was the same bus that he rode in first grade. Um, Garrett is still using the I hate you, I hate life phrases. In school on Thursday, June 16th, he was not done with his morning work. And when they had to transition to the next thing, he had a meltdown. Apparently he banged on banged his head on the desk, said he wanted to die, and that he hates teachers. The school psychologist called me to let me know that he had spoken with Garrett about the behavior and about the words he used. And I further explained to Garrett that when you die, people will miss you and that won't that he won't be able to play his computer games or play on his nintendo DS. we talked about it in therapy and talked about what to do when he gets angry or upset i think i've spoken about the four square breathing before on the show have i yeah okay we told him four square breathing to calm him down he was told to practice it at least three times that week um cassidy's doing well Uh, i thought i was an idiot. I bought her a cell phone for when she goes with her father and she has a thing about being able to contact me at any time she wants to. So she has a cell phone. She loves it, but it's great for positive reinforcement. She can keep it as long as she does her chores, keeps her room clean, and she's done very well. She gets a little pissed when I tell her to do the dishes, and I had to reinforce with her that just running them under the water isn't good enough. I told her she has to put some elbow grease into it to get the dishes nice and soapy and then rinse them off. Overall, she's managing her responsibilities well. I'm nervous about what is going to happen when – oh, that's right. That particular week, I was nervous about what's going to happen when my sister comes up from Florida – and because we'll have a full house and I was curious how that is going to work out because Garrett can't handle much stimuli and my sister has a boisterous five-year-old daughter. Um, I hope that they get along because two years ago when they were here, Garrett had a meltdown after meltdown, which resulted in an argument with my sister and we didn't talk to her for weeks. So, but that was last week's episode. My sister has now come up, but we'll, we'll go into that after you go into your week.
1: <laughs> Okay, well, it's something just came to me that I didn't put in the notes here, but I want to mention it because today was Joey's second day at camp. And when when I pulled up a couple minutes before quitting time, the lady that was driving the van, one of the official transportation vans, we started to chat. And she said something to me about, um, she said, am I supposed to let these kids off By themselves. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, I don't know that much about these children. She said, and I pulled up at this little boy's house and I waited a minute and then I let him out of the bus and he went to the door and he let himself in and he went in by himself. And she said, I don't know if I should say something to his mom about Am I allowed to let him off the bus by himself? Am I you know and I said, you know what my advice is? I said, if I were you driving that van, I would not discharge any child without an adult there to meet them. I said, Which makes sense because they're special uh, children. Hello? You know, I said they don't look in all cases disabled. Okay. But I can tell you they their abilities vary. One might know the appropriate thing to do, whereas the other one might not. And I said, if I were you, I would speak to my supervisor and say, look, Mrs. Smith or Mrs. Jones or whomever was not there to take Harold off the bus. I don't feel comfortable letting him off. Or I said, tomorrow when you go to pick Harold up or whatever, say to the mom, I don't feel comfortable letting him off like that. You need to be on the porch so that I can see that someone's home. You know, I mean. Otherwise,
0: I'm not leaving him and you can come pick him up
1: at camp. Yeah, I mean, and the same thing for the parents. I'm, I'm sure most of our parents know this, but make that visual and speech contact with your, with your van drivers and say, hey, I'm always here at 3 o'clock. If you pull up and I'm not on the porch, something's wrong. You know, I mean, unless you're the kind of parent that doesn't care. But as much as I want our van drivers to be responsible, the parents have to do the same thing. Exactly. You know, don't put them in a precarious situation of responsibility. It's your child. Be there to greet them, put, help put them on the van or what have you, and be there to pick them up. Because, sure, shooting, trust me, if, if a van driver messes up, I'm going to call them on the carpet. But by the same token, we owe them the same courtesy, you know, as far as caring for, for our kids. Exactly. They're responsible for driving them, picking them up. So have your took us out there to meet and greet the van. That's my point. Because the poor van driver, she was like, I don't know anything. This is my first time I've driven children of this nature. I know nothing about them. You know? So just a little heads up. Anyway, this week was more confused than usual, which is saying something (laughs) in my household. Because my my younger brother has had a second stroke and, and he's... Not in good shape, and uh, it's more demands on me and making decisions for other people for their lives, and I don't particularly care for it. Uh, But camp did start yesterday, and we both needed the break, both Joey and I, from each other, from the house, the whole nine yards. I I never used to believe that the lack of structured activity really – everybody would say, oh, they need structure, they need structure. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The more years I put in, I'm seeing that, yes, the routine does serve a purpose for them instead of like summer vacation, just hanging around the house, getting up when I want, you know, put my clothes on when I want, brushing my teeth when I want. You know, uh, I think it is truly is much better to say, okay, I get up at 7, the van comes at 8, I go to camp, we have lunch at 12, I come home at 3, you know, and maybe it's not so much the fear of the unknown as some folks will say that comes without having a schedule, but just just having something to do. Structured activity that keeps the mind busy um, and has an actual therapeutic purpose, shall we say, as opposed to just sitting in his room and watching stinking YouTube. So, and I lost my place here. Again, staying up later, getting up later in the morning. his behaviors were like off the stinking wall. I mean, and I, I still don't know. He was on the penicillin for the Lyme disease diagnosis. Mm -hmm. We've had issues before with what seemed to be behavioral increases when he's on uh, antibiotics. So it's like, do you blame it on that? Do you blame it on seasonal allergies? Because he was sneezing. His eyes look kind of watery, you know, the lack of structure Or I must have been in a bad mood when I wrote this. I said, could it be that God hates me? I don't know. (laughs) It it was bad. I'm telling you. it bad. Okay. Yeah. So campus started. It's a good thing. You know, thank God we get the funding for it. It's five weeks. It used to be eight weeks. Now it's five, but that's okay. I'll take the five. I know, know, right? Yeah. So how was your week?
0: Well, school ended on Friday. Garrett said he's going to miss school, which, like, floored me because it was torture to get him on the bus all year. (laughs) You'd have to, like, drag him kicking and screaming to the bus every single day of the year. But as soon as school's out, oh, I'm going to miss school. He said he doesn't want to go to third grade because it will be harder. I said, of course, as, he, as you age, each grade that you go into gets har- a little bit harder. But you'll do fine. You're smart. No, no, Mom, I'm stupid. I don't have a big brain. Uh, you know. Okay, Garrett, whatever. You know, you'll do fine. He does this every year. Cassidy is excited to move on to the fifth grade. She received two awards at an assembly on Wednesday, last Wednesday. Um, Most Improved in Academics and Good Citizenship.
1: I'm wow. so proud of. She was, really did was- in addition to the um, the one she got for writing the essay. In addition to the one she got for writing the essay.
0: Their report cards were great. Of course, Garrett's reading level went down to below average, but I've noticed him picking up books and actually reading them at home. He's no longer just doing picture what I call a picture walk, where he just flips the pages and looks at the pictures. He actually sits there and you could see that he is actually reading the words. Um, He also brought home a math packet. He is great at math, but lacks the confidence. So I think that he is apprehensive because many on the spectrum have this thing about not being able to do something because they won't be perfect at it. And Cassidy is the same way. So I told them both that they will work on their reading and their math skills over the summer, no ifs, ands or buts. They have to retain some, you know, you know, you see the commercials, oh, they lose so much over the summer summer months you know so i want them to retain some of the knowledge that and maybe if if they work on this over the summer they will be ahead of the game come fall Um, i have no idea what i'm going to do with them this summer with the exception of the summer program through the parks and rec department they're both going for one week each garrett's apprehensive about going but i told him that it will be fun they go swimming every day and in the middle of the week they get to go bowling I only hope the staff can handle him. I'm nervous about that. I'm not, I don't worry so much about Cassidy. She's a, she's my more flexible child, but Garrett on the other hand is still fairly rigid and struggles with his social skills and meltdowns. I'm sure he'll be fine. I hope my sister is up for vacation. Garrett is having a hard time dealing with my five-year-old niece, which is not uncommon for him to get frustrated with outsiders. He yells a lot at her. He always picks someone to get angry with. So he has picked her. It is normal. And so I just tell him to take a time out and do his four-square breathing. It is frustrating frustrating to see him this way because I know he can be a sweet little boy. I ask him what he could do in these situations. And he yells, I don't know. And I don't care. He um, they were over yesterday and she just she just wanted to play. You know, she's come on, Garrett. Come on, Garrett. Can we go up to your room? I want to play. And he's in the kitchen and she's in the kitchen. And he called her a word that I use for people that I don't like. <laughs> it begins with an F. Um, <laughs> But uh, I was just like I, my jaw just dropped to the floor and I was like, you know what, Garrett, go to your room. Take a time out do your 4 square breathing and when you're calm you can come back downstairs because we don't call people that but uh i was surprised he didn't knock her out and 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 she wasn't doing anything she just wanted to play with him you know she wasn't being overly i mean just 5 minutes prior to him calling what he calling her what he called her um he gave her, he took, I mean, he he loves fish. He has a million stuffed fish, you know, stuffed toys that are fish. He gave her one of his Finding Nemo fish. Now, that's a big thing because Finding Nemo is his favorite. But he gave her and said, here, you can have this to keep. But then five minutes later, he's calling your names, you know, and, and get away from me.
1: I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, she must have done something to push his buttons.
0: Maybe, maybe not. Well, he's, but he, you know, I noticed last week we had the neighbor, the neighbor's kids over and he did the same thing with the neighbor's kids. Something about, I don't know, she, she was a little loud and then my neighbor's daughter likes to sing a lot. She's only three going on four and she likes to sing a lot. And if Garrett hears anybody singing, he freaks out. Okay, and so it's really Joey. A- gets yeah. really angry. So, um, it, it's it's got to be No, But the thing is, my my sister's daughter he yelled at her, she yelled right back. And I mean, and she got loud and screechy, loud and screechy. <laughs> I was just like, Oh my god, <laughs> I want to crawl under a rock. But then they were fine as soon as because we took them to the park to the water. Sp- they one of the parks in town has this like big play area with. You know, water sprinklers. It's like a little water park. Um, And they were fine. But, of course, they didn't really have to deal with each other. They just kind of ran through the sprinklers, you know. She went off and played by herself. He went off and played by himself. Things were fine. So, hopefully my sister leaves on July 9th. My sister's coming back on Thursday. Hopefully, you know, he'll be okay with that. And I keep reinforcing with him, even though even though my sister's daughter isn't, isn't around, I said, you need to be nice. You need to be nice. You need to be nice. You need to, you know, over and over again. You can't swear at people. You can't yell at people. You have to be nice. You, you, you know, and if you having a hard time, you go to your room, you take a time out, find a quiet, you know, find a quiet place to relax yourself because you can't be like that. People are not going to like you, Garrett because he's already got that he's already getting those that in school where kids don't want to play with him. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm really trying to reinforce with him that he has to be you know, he can't be swearing all the time. He can't be yelling all the time and so rigid.
1: So, when you go to the therapy along with the four square and the red, yellow, green thing, could they offer him some First day of camp when I went to pick Joey up, the kids are like trying to push to get out the door to get on the buses and I hear Joey screaming, Stop singing, stop singing And I was like, Oh crap, somebody's in there singing, you know. And what they tell him to do at school is to put his stick his fingers in his ears. If that doesn't work then, he can go to that person and say, Hey Harry, can you please stop singing? And then if Harry refuses to, because you know it's a free country, then you just walk away. You know, just remove yourself, go ask yep. to go for a walk. So what I'm saying is, can your therapist lady give him some alternative yeah, behaviors? That's what that's you know. what
0: we're leading up to. That's what we're leading up to right now. We're right now, we're working on getting him to calm, find a way to calm himself down. He can barely identify why he's angry or why he's sad. He can barely identify emotions, you know, like I am sad because XYZ. You know, he can tell you how he feels when he's angry. Yeah. But he can't tell you why. He why?
1: Yeah, that's the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Like even with Miss Andrea, for for her to be able to come in here and say to him, uh, "How do you feel?" and he says, "Happy," and then she said, "Because it took him a couple, like maybe a minute and a half, but finally said because it's Kipper's birthday." That's a big step for them, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to come up with the reason. So just just keep at it. Just you know why because. I think because works better for Joey than the the word why. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I'll try the because. I'm being paged. <laughs> <Early on. laughs> well, anyway, thank you, Pam, for being on the show with me tonight. My pleasure. And thank you to Comcast for not ditching me in mid-podcast. and <laughs> Thank you to our, our media service here for not unplugging me from the the conversation. Exactly. I guess I should say thank you, Daddy, for letting me use your pooter, you know, because yeah. mine died a horrible death, but at least and, we did, we made it.
0: And we'll be announcing over Facebook or wherever what we'll be talking about next week. We'll come up with a topic, and you can listen again. But
1: you um, know what, Erica? We should also tell the folks that if, if there's something they would like us to – uh, investigate, research, uh, talk about, bring someone on to speak about. Just tell them where Shoot to Shoot us an email. Shoot us yeah.
0: an email. You could find our website at autismwarriors.com. Our feed or shoot us an email at feedback at say Our Twitter is say it prods. Our Facebook is facebook.com backslash autism warriors and facebook.com backslash say it productions. Our voicemail is 813 915 6390. We can also be found on iTunes. Don't forget to go to iTunes to rate and review our show. If you go to sayatproductions.com and click on the donate button, you can find um, all of the ways in which you can help us keep our uh, podcasts up and running. Catch us live at 8 p.m. every Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Autism Warriors podcast. See you next week.